And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gildas Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Crackling Oat Brand. Have you had Crackling Oat Brand? No. No. Okay. But it's healthy. You're you a big Oat Brand guy? I'm a big Oat Brand guy. Okay. I think I would switch it with Fruity Pebbles. Okay, eat faster. Don't put as much in the bowl. <laughs> like, you have bad taste. Bro. <laughs> I have bad taste. <laughs> when I have to debate that? What is crackling oat, oat bread? I would put, put have you had that? Cinnamon toast. <laughs> what? Yeah. What if makes you, it if, so good? Uh, I feel like you're missing a lot, to be honest. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Man. I just, I ain't been on the cereal aisle in, in a while. So, yeah. So, uh, you have a gallon of milk I can also take home. You don't have milk at home? <laughs> One cinnamon toast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal is great. Yeah. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, we had a little false start here. If you were on the stream earlier, uh, it's Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Wow, the new intro is so great. <laughs> it's uh, something that I worked on a lot this morning. I've got a few tweaks. I need to make some tweaks to it, but it's uh, it's what we've got for now. But it's it's fun. It's a bunch of the stuff from the interviews from last Monday. I can't believe that was only a week ago. That feels like a month yeah. ago. Uh, feels kind of crazy to think about that, but uh, it's game day. If you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, it's game day. And we were met with some disappointing news, uh, per usual. Um, man, so... Ludwig, Marquise Chris is not playing? Marquise Chris, not playing. No, I actually don't even know that. Uh, Lou Dort is sidelined with a concussion. We learned that just really minutes before the podcast started. Um, so that's a huge bummer. However, it is preseason. These games don't count. If you're in the camp that thinks, oh, the Thunder are tanking these games, it's not time yet. Not time to tank yet, you know. Uh, but this does open up some interesting opportunities for players, mm -hmm. especially in the starting lineup. Um, Lou Dort was certainly set to start. And this is a interesting situation. Now, we can start here. This is going to be part of the show today, but... Let's talk about who could possibly start tonight. Mm, so if I have to bet, um, uh, the new starting lineup will be something like Giddy, Wiggins, J-Dub, Baisley, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. We've talked about this before that Wiggins is kind of a perfect um, stand-in for Dort. Yeah. Because he is more of a defensive-minded player and low usage. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I I wonder, I, I have no clue what their thought process is with Trey Mann, but I wonder if Trey gets to start just because like Lou Dort was likely to lead them in scoring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And... You need some kind of scoring punch, some kind of threat out there with those guys. And I wonder what that looks like. Cause I I asked Mark about this the other day. Just how do you, what's your process on a starting lineup? 
just because a lot of these guys are kind of on the same plane. Like right now, I don't know who's going to be the best players out of these guys in five years. Like you can say Shea, Giddy, Dort, Chet. Like I put, I'd put those guys kind of on a different tier, but then everybody else, mm-hmm. it's like, heck, I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, it could be Poku could be the best player out of those guys. It could be Usman Jang. Those are like two guys that I think are toward the back. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I wouldn't put those guys toward the top today. But who the heck knows where these guys are going to be? So uh, it's it's interesting taking a look at what this you know the starting lineup could be. I think that it will be just which guys are meshing best. You know, could be Lindy yeah. Waters for all we know, just to get some shooting out there with Josh. I mean, we just don't know. Sure, and and to I mean, it's it's probably not necessary, but this doesn't mean to me that Wiggins will have more minutes than Trey Mann tonight. Yeah. I if I were to bet, I would bet that Trey Mann closes the game, uh, or mm-hmm. at least plays a, a reasonable amount of unit uh, minutes. If this is a normal game, then Trey Mann will probably close. Yeah, um, like tonight I don't know. Uh, it will probably be. 17 18 20 minutes each uh and and will be it will be like a lot of mixing and, yeah. and letting everybody play so it's very unimportant who starts and i think that they would like to have Trey man as the first sub of the bench and just let him cook yeah. for 10 15 minutes and see what's going on uh but sure uh, he can also start and you can either remove j-dub i don't think that you can remove basically I don't know if you if Daniel wants to start immediately with J Dub at the four, so it's it's either Trey Mann or or Aaron Wiggins to me. Uh, and again, Wiggins has been the token starter before, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, he has. I kind of agree with you. I think Wiggins J Dub on the wing makes some sense. I think they complement each other to a degree as well. I also think Wiggins has got a little bit more juice on the offensive end than maybe we give him credit for oh he's a great um great is a strong word he's a very good cutter uh he understands where to be and what to do if i mean the problem last year was the shooting uh it was good but not great um but he's a smooth player that can do probably more than what we saw last year i remember in summer league in 2021 him taking a lot of jumpers of the dribble we we didn't see that mm-hmm. for the entire season, basically. Yes, he hit probably a couple, but not many. That is a part of his game that is not probably at an NBA level now, but it was in his repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? We haven't mentioned Alien Boy, <laughs> Connector, Poke. I almost, I almost went with it at the four, but I don't know. I mean, he can play the three. Nah, that that, sh- that, that nah. ship has sailed to yo, me. Yo, no. stop. The ship has sailed? Yes. I, I am positive that I don't want to see Poku at the tree wow. any longer. Wow. I, I, I really want to see him at the four. I am willing to see him at the five. Yeah. To me, he has more value there. Um, he, he has size. So why do you want him to be... He's not super super duper quick with his feet. Mm-hmm. So why putting him in trouble when he can be very very good at a different role? Like at twice got him is brings up a good point. What about point Poku? He can be point forward Poku. Yeah, he. So Mark, for the first time that I've ever heard him, talked glowingly about Poku, mm-hmm. which I I don't know. It felt significant just because he's been hard on him mm-hmm. really since Poku's been in the league. He hasn't really given him a ton of props throughout his tenure as coach. And he like willingly said a lot of really good things about him. You know, he said his name and Draymond Green's name in the same sentence. And I, I mean, and the, the sentence was not Draymond Green killed Pokushevsky last night. Right, exactly. <laughs> It was that they're they're connect that they're both connectors, and yeah. Poku the connector is really something interesting to think about, and I I wonder if he'll get a fair shake 
he's going to have to play well too, just because there are a lot of players, there are a lot of mouths to feed on this roster. Um, so I'm I'm very interested to see what that looks like because if it was, because I mean, if you had him and Baisley as the forwards, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like you could make that work in some ways with with Jeremiah starting at center because you need to. I think it worked best with them being the big men, but yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, Jeremiah is going to start. I mean, just like straight up, Jeremiah is going to start. I would be, yeah. I'd be pretty floored if Jeremiah didn't start. Me too. Poku can work with Jeremiah same way that he works with Baisley. Uh, I just think that if you mix up Muscala, Jadab, Baisley, and Pokushevsky, you probably have. I mean, it's not a decent <laughs> rotation, um, but it's you uh, have a rotation. You have that a rotation. That is a rotation a, of people, yes. Exactly. And with what you have, I think it's a good rotation. Yeah. Uh, Hoops Off 69 put, says that he's more excited for Scoot Wimbenyama tonight. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's No, that's, I'm not. I mean, I, I really want to see them play. I just, I'm just too curious to see how they look like. Yeah. Um, I know it's not a very competitive setting yeah uh, and we will not be able to take anything um but i'm excited i really hope the league bus has it by the way because we are counting on it and i, I think it's on the thunder app i don't think it's on league pass international one that has different roles oh i don't know i don't know the, i don't i have no idea what that don't know internationally yeah. but if it's on the thunder app and they have it on demand then it's fine yeah yeah i don't remember how on demand it is. I know it's different, has a different feel, but should be interesting. So a couple things. The the Thunder made a big trade, eight player trade last week. Mm-hmm. Largely financial and just like roster crunch altering stuff. Not th- not anything that would alter the true rotation. Although I do think if favors was still here, if favors would play. But now favors yep. is gone. So in in their stead, we now have, and the Thunder just sent out a roster today. Uh, Twenty guys on the roster, including Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, Sasha Kalia Jones, who was Shea's teammate at Kentucky, a center. He's really he's the only listed center outside of Jeremiah on the roster. It's interesting, Jeremiah's. Listed as just center, not center forward. Mascala is a forward center. Um, David Nawaba is on this team. Who, who do you think from this trade survives? Like who who is uh, who is on the team when it's all said and done? Because we've got to get they've got to cut three of these guys. And who are they? Who are they cutting at the end of the day? Do you think? I think that Nawaba is the only one who has a chance to stay. Yeah. I I think that even him yeah even him it's it's really not likely. Um I think that um I think I answered on the last OKC um Dream Team Thunder after our podcast a question like that and I kind of said I think that it's either Nwaba kills everyone in camp and he's great and whatnot. The best for OKC is to carry one open roster spot and see what's out there uh, and they can use that uh, or they can just wait and see if Lindsay, uh, Lindsay water has enough yeah. to, for a contract, which is basically the Moses Brown, Aaron Wiggins, Lou Dort kind of thing. Yeah. I would be surprised if they signed Lindy anytime soon. I'd leave the roster spot open. I feel like the Sasha Kalia Jones signing is more, in line with what they would do in a normal preseason where they would sign a guy and then wave him and let him be on the blue. That's what I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. that is. With these other guys, like Marquise Chris is not going to get minutes here. Trey Burke, not going to get minutes here. Even Nawaba. Like he plays a spot where we have a lot of unknowns and a lot of discovery to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to play him over Kenrich Williams, you know. They play the same position. 
Yeah. So, but if he is great, then you you kind of. But I just don't know where's the old. minutes for him. Is is my thing? Is like if we really if if David Nwaba was a center, I'd be like, yeah, fine, keep him. You know, but I just don't know where the minutes are because like you're not taking like I want to see Usman Jang this season. I don't want to see David Nwaba this season. <laughs> so if you're playing, Nwaba's probably taking minutes from Poku and and Jang and guys like that, and I just yeah. wouldn't. I don't want that, and I don't. I'd be shocked if that's what the Thunder wanted to, and I would be surprised if that's what David. I'm calling him David. No one probably, no one ever calls him David on a podcast. David, that's not what David wants. I think David wants to go play for a team. I think that he could play for some teams. I think he could probably play for this team the Thunder are playing tonight in the Nuggets. You know, there's there are yeah. teams that could use a player like him, and it's not the Thunder. Yeah, I thought he was a little bit younger. What is he, 27? 29. 29, yeah, see? It's 1993. Yeah. That's too old. No, I was saying, hey, um, you never know what you can find. Uh, you may find an ex Kenrich Williams. That True. But he's, but he's Kenrich, around. Kenrich was here at the perfect time where it was like, boy, we have a lot of guys that shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? sure, sure, sure. No, and this again, not the case anymore. It, is a bit too much. Yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah. I, no. I don't recommend the Thunder do this, but I do think there's a chance that Marquise Chris stays around, if only just because it's like, man, we need someone to soak up some big man minutes. No. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't need Marquise Chris around anytime soon. I I know. I was not a believer in, like, yeah. for him to be, like, a top five pick. Yeah. Um... I was not the believer then, not the believer now. I think that yeah. you need to, to play a certain brand of basketball, which is not what Marquise does. And so Marquise is the anti-Thunder player right now. And one of the mm. key things about a Thunder player in 2022 is decision making. Mm -hmm. And can you make a decision when the basketball is in your hands? And the answer for you to play for this team has to be yes. And Marquise Chris couldn't make it work even with the Warriors, who, you know, they they probably they have the same thing going, where it's like everybody can make decisions with the ball for the most part. Yeah, uh, but they also have play finishers. They have play finishers as well that are also good so, decision makers. He, yeah. And if it doesn't work there, I mean let let me say something extremely stupid. Um love it. Go. I think that Marquis Chris is right now a very poor version of what Tari Eason can be. And OKC did not sniff Tari Eason in the draft process. Otherwise, they would have just... Yeah, again, it's about decision-making. Yeah. And Tari is a he's a wild man. He's a guy that's... He's put up big numbers last night he will. for the Rockets. He will. He'll put up numbers. When it comes down to winning time, though, is where I have a lot of questions about guys like Tari Eason and Marquis Chris. You know, yeah. We have those questions are happening right now with Christian Wood in Dallas. Like, can it work? Yeah. And I have more faith that it can work just because I believe in Luca. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but man, it's got to be it's got to be the right situation. And that's yeah. I don't I don't really see it with Chris. And I just don't think the minutes are here for Nawaba. And I've never really been a Trey Burke guy. Um, so Trey Burke needs to go. Not a big Trey Burke guy. <laughs> Not a big Trey Burke guy. <laughs> uh, it's also a good time to refresh our pronunciations because uh, it's the beginning of the year. The Thunder send out, really in all of these, when they send out a roster and what's going on with uh, the game, they have a pronunciation guide at the bottom. And I just want to refresh, make sure we all know how to pronounce these names. The Thunder have an assistant coach named David Akinyoye. So... He's on the bench. He'll do mm -hmm. sideline interviews. I know who he is. Yeah. I know how, how we look like. Yep. Uh, Darius Baisley is on here. Baisley. I don't think anyone's mispronouncing that. Mark Dagnault. Dagnault. I thought it was Diagonalt. Yeah. It's not Diagonalt. It's not <laughs> Dagnault. Not Dag. Let's please stop with the Dagnaults. It's Dagnault. It's on there. D A Y G is the pronunciation. It's not Dagnault. A la Francais. Dagnault. Yeah, not mm -hmm. that. I've heard people. No. I've heard. I think I've heard that on Dunked On. Maybe. 
Um, feels like a dunked on thing to do is try to pronounce it, you know, like that. Uh, Usman Jang is another one. Uh, Lou Gentz is on here. Shay Gilgus Alexander. Um, okay. Chet's name on here is Holmgren. Holmgren. Yes. Holmgren. Don't pronounce the. Stay away from the L. On mm-hmm. home on Holmgren. It's Holmgren. Not, it's not Holmgren. It's Holmgren. Holmgren. Um, okay. David Nawaba. Nawaba. That's a fun one. Um, Eugene Omayu Omayuyi Omaru. Oh my gosh, I am dying. Omoruyi. Omoruyi. Wow. Omoruyi. Eugene Omoruyi. Is he still on the roster? Second, Is it two way? Is it two way? I butchered that whole thing. Um, Alexa Pokushevsky, I think everybody's got that. And then Ken Rich. We still have some some people. Not, you pronouncing so. uh, that name reminded me of one of the best Down to Dunk segment ever. Hmm. Um, it was probably a live pod. I don't remember the location, but I remember Luke trying to say the word benevolent. Yeah. And it was the funniest moment I think you were saying hearing benevolent. Brett yeah. doing basically the play-by-play yep. commentary of, of Luke. <laughs> Unreal. That's really funny. Uh, okay, so the Thunder play tonight, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time against the Nuggets. Uh, less competitive as we as we go into this without Lou Dort. Interested to see who starts. I would say it's Giddy. Giddy, Wiggins, J Dub, Baisley, and Jerry. I think that's what you said too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Put, I f- change at least one. Make it fun. I know. I'm, I think you're right though. I'll say I'll say Trey Man in for J Dub. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to see Trey Cook. Are you a Basley guy? Am I a Basley guy? Not a Basley. You, you keep him. You keep him there. I'm, I mean, if it's it's a different conversation of what I think will happen <laughs> and what I want. Those are two different conversations. Then, what is your starting lineup that you want to see? That I want to see. Mm-hmm. Giddy, Trey Man, J Dub, Poku, Jeremiah. That's what I want to wow. see. Wow. That's what I want to see. They put out that starting lineup. That is great, man. They're going to give up so many points. <laughs> they're going to have so many no, points. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't think I don't so? Believe that. I, What's, I okay, don't know let me how. ask you a quick question. What do you think mm-hmm. the defensive difference is if you were to have um, NBA 2K sliders and you were the one that had to decide where the defensive slider goes? You know what I'm talking about? You're looking at me like yeah. you're confused. Um, no, no. I, where I the know. defensive slider just, is for Poku. The answer. Yeah, where the Poku is and where Baisley is. Like, how far apart are they? Because that's what matters. That's what, that's what this spot is about in my brain, is that they want somebody to defend and defend and, like, be in the game. 68 and 72. Maybe. 68 being Poku? Yeah. 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 That's not that different. It's not. I, I don't think that it's that different either. has this block and no turnovers and whatnot. And clearly Poku doesn't. Fouls, um, yeah. I just think that the Baisley that I recall is not physical enough. And yeah. the passing lane that Poku can defend are not there for Baisley. So I, to me, it's not that different. I'm convinced that you can be as good as a defense with Poku or Baisley playing alongside Jerry. Yeah, I'd love to see Poku get those minutes. That would be that would feel like a victory for for me personally. Yeah, Poku last year because it was blocks versus personal fouls. Mm-hmm. Last year, Poku had 50 more fouls than blocks. It was physical. So he was getting added. Let's see. He had. How many personal fouls? 88 personal fouls to Baisley, who I think had, I, th- I can't remember if he had 70 or 90. I'm trying to remember what it was. 90. No, no, 68, 70. Yeah, 68 personal fouls. 
It's kind of interesting. It's not that many. He said 70 blocks is 68 personal fouls. It almost feels like he was trying to you know, live into that stat a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, the actual 2K ratings here. We have Jeremy Morton in the chat. It says that 2K23 has Poku um, 67 and Baisley 56 for perimeter That's defense. That's just perimeter defense. I think that if you put overall, will be very close to what I... The difference, the, probably the number is, is not right. I mean, it will probably be, yeah, I don't know, 64 and 60 yeah. or something like that. And that is in the weeds for those uh, for those 2K people to figure out who's <laughs> better on defense between the two. Yeah, I tend to agree. I actually think that Poku is a better protector of the rim. <laughs> Jeremy Morton says Ronnie 2K is in the chat. Um, I would say that Poku is a better rim defender than Darius Baisley mm-hmm. is. I think I think Poku can actually deter people at the rim. I don't think Baisley does that. I don't think he's a rim deterrent at all. I do think that he finds himself into a lot of blocks just being in the right position and being very athletic. And being athletic, he he can he can block jumpers. Like he's He's a guy that can really get after it, but he's not. No one's seeing Darius down there and saying, "Whoa, I'm not going down there." And not that yeah, people, exactly. I think people want to dunk on Poku too, but I also think that Poku can be just because of his length and height can be a better rim deterrent. Not a good hey, one, but a better one. Maybe Poku just maybe sorry, basically will have just an amazing season. I really hope that. Yeah. I don't believe that. I don't count on that. Yeah, but pe- like. Players surprise people a lot. Uh, maybe even player like Oladipo was so much better in Indiana than what he was in OKC, yep. and and maybe this year um, with better Shea, better Giddy, maybe with Jade up functioning as a fulcrum of the offense in terms of passing, relocating, and adds a little bit of spacing. Maybe he transforms himself. I really hope that. I mean, he's yeah, still very very young. Yep. So right now, I don't see that. All the lineups data that we have points out that Poku was more effective than Baisley. Um, that is in part being not with the starters uh, like Baisley was. In part was just being with Kenrich and, and Mike a little bit more than Baisley. Mm-hmm. But still, the negative for Baisley was very, very evident. Yeah. So I don't know. I really hope that he turns the corner. Um, Press this word at the end of the season were a little bit perplexing to me. Uh, about Paisley, but maybe he's seeing something that I can't see, and I really hope that he's right. What words are you specifically talking about? He said that a lot of people at the beginning of the season thought that we were wrong about Paisley, and by the end, I mean, he said something along these lines. I don't remember it exactly. Like hinting that it it was evident that Paisley grew a lot during the season, and I didn't see that. To be honest with you, yeah, he he had some good and bad portions of the season. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, I do think that he improved in some areas. But is he good enough? Really, it's can he hit shots yeah. and play defense at a similar but more physical level. But to me, yeah. like those are and, the two boxes he needs to check. Yeah, and the decision making was better. I mean, when he was with the bench, I remember discussing with John on Thunder After Dark a lot of times. Hey, it seems as Basley now is taking the right shots. If he just can continue that, so that part maybe was that the whole reason why we should be more hopeful about about Basley. Uh, but still, you're right. I mean, the shot making is important, especially because you really need all the space you can give Shea. And so, I mean, I really hope that he has a different season than what he had last season and two years ago. Yeah, he's got he's got a big season ahead. He's got a lot to prove. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some over-unders for the Thunder. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back after that quick break. Because I've come up with some over-under questions for you. Uh, I have them about every player on the team that I think is going to mm-hmm. have a role. And then I have, then we're, when we end, we're going to talk about the over-under for win totals. So we'll start with Mike Muscala. This is kind of an easy one. This is a little bit of a throwaway, but... Uh, over under 12 and a half minutes per game for Mike Muscala this year for the Thunder. So how many numbers can I use from the internet? Because I, can I open like basketball reference oh, yeah. and check yeah, yeah, at yeah. least what I had? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, for it. Okay. Um, Perfectly acceptable. My personal feeling is that he would be slightly over. I don't think he will play a lot in terms of total minutes, but when he is available, then I think that 14 is something that he will probably do. Um, last year, he played 13.8. Yep. So I think he will be right there, if not a little bit more, because favors is not there. So I think that he will play a little bit more mm-hmm. when he's available. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with over 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think the favors trade one. I think they were looking to trade him, not waive him. Uh, two, I think trading him this early is just like a vote of confidence in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Like the leadership stuff that's been coming out of camp, uh, how good he looks physically. I I think this is like a vote of confidence in that. Okay, Jeremiah, we want you to take this season improve that you can handle the load at center so that we can play you with Chet and feel good about you playing either position. Yeah. I think this is a a year of proving grounds for Jeremiah to be the starter 
next to Chet and to figure out what he is offensively, to figure out who he can defend. I think last year he did well, and he shot the ball well from the perimeter, like good enough from the perimeter. Let's improve on that. Let's get let's see how much better he can get. He's a guy that people don't talk a lot about. Um, but yeah, I in my over-under for Jeremiah, we can go to him next since we're talking about him. Over under 90% of his minutes played at center this season. Hmm. 90. 90 seems so Jeremiah will play around 26, 28, 29 minutes per night. Yeah. Um 90% is like 26 at least. Hmm. That's juicy. Um, so for reference, last year, according to basketball reference, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure how they calculate mm-hmm. these all the time. I don't know how, how accurate I would say they are. He played 79% of his minutes at center last year, according to basketball yeah. reference. 21% at power forward. That's, that's surprising. So to me... Uh, like these websites will just use his kind of role and then if he's with someone else that has it they will probably not counting yeah uh or or splitting i don't know like if so, he was playing with chet they would count chet as the center all the time i think i'm not convinced of that 100 percent. how else would they do it though like i think chet's i, I, I mean chet's like the can bigger guy summer league? huh can you check the results in summer league somewhere Mm. Not on basketball reference, probably. No, not on basketball reference. I don't know. If somebody, if some poor soul is logging that somewhere, we need to help them. We need yeah. to, we need to let them escape. They are prisoners of whatever they're doing. Um, I would guess under, under, but slightly. Okay. Yeah, who would he play with on this Muscala, team? A bit. Yeah. I'm convinced that he's going to be the one to spell JRE and that they won't play a whole lot together. That I think Jeremiah Maybe. will be the, you know, for the 18 minutes or 16 minutes or whatever it is that Jeremiah is not playing at center. I think it's, I think Moose will take those minutes. And then I would have to account for Jay Will. Like I'll bet you Jay Will and JRE will play on the court at the same time. Like which mm-hmm. one is the center in that lineup? Yeah. Like that, in that lineup know. is probably Jay Will. Yeah, they're like the same dude in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, I think that they've drafted I think they want this kind of player, like this versatile big that is a good decision maker, that can pass it, and that has the potential to shoot it from deep. And that's what yeah. it's like we drafted one in twenty twenty one, we drafted another in twenty twenty two. And let's see who wins out. You know, you guys have a few years to to duke it out. I'd give Jeremiah the edge today. One, because he's actually had a full season under his belt. And two, I just kind of believe in Villanova players. <laughs> like, I just think that there's yeah. something there with I those mean, if guys. If you look at the numbers, those are not bad. I mean, 35% from three. Yeah. Um, I think people forget that. I think that's a forgotten thing that he yeah. shot. He took 165 threes too, so it wasn't like he took like 80. You know, he took mm-hmm. a lot of threes on three and a half attempts per game, shot 35%. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's great. You shot 74% from the free throw line too. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's great. It's not bad. Yeah, he's making Yeah, it. among the players that actually played last season, number one is Isaiah Roby, number two is Mike Muscala, then it's Lindy, yeah. then it's Trayman, and then there's Jeremiah. Yep. I mean, I'm not counting Jalen Horde. Kalatsakis, yeah, Sar, yeah. Deck, Sar, Horde. I already said Horde. Yeah, a lot of Jalen Horde last last year. Unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, okay, our man with the concussion, Lou Dort. Get well, Lou. God, I love Lou Dort. That guy's great. Um, Lou Dort over under thirty three percent from three this season. Uh, over. Over. I think he will be over. Okay. Yes, thirty three. You said. It's just, yeah, I think he will be better than last year. Okay. Last year he had too many shots, and a lot of a lot of those were just ill-advised shots that I think he will not have this season. Um, maybe I'm reading too much in what we saw in Summer League, but I saw a very uh, like evident in- intent of Josh Giddy and others finding corners. Mm-hmm. And I think that Ludort will change he is shooting uh, distribution a little bit, and that little bit will help him like, 
rising around 34 and a 35%. Yeah. He took a lot of threes last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he took In 391. Attempts, yeah, 391. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Let me see where he is ranked in total threes. He's 58th in total threes last year. He took the same amount of threes that Cam Johnson did last year yeah. for Phoenix. In less And Cam Johnson... In 15 like, less games. 15 less, yeah. He took... I mean, eight threes per game is just, hey, I'm a shooter, <laughs> which he's not. But but if he if he's around five point five, and three of those are corner threes, he will be way more efficient. Yeah, listen to the players that he took more threes than, and I think he played less games than all of these guys. He did. He played less games. He actually, in the top one hundred, he played. He didn't play that many games. Like the only guys that played less is like OG Anunoby played forty eight. Tim Hardaway Jr. played forty two. But that's it. Everybody else played more games than him in the top one hundred. Um, he's played in fifty one games. He took more threes last season than Tyrese Halliburton, Kyle Lowry, Lowry Markinen, Kyle Kuzma, Seth Curry, DeAnthony Melton, Pat Connaughton, Derek White, Carl Towns. He took more threes than Carl Towns did last that's, year. That's, Jay that's Crowder, weird. Cade Cunningham, uh, Bones Highland, Kobe White, Nikhil wow. Alexander-Walker, Christian Wood, Nick Vucevic. I mean, this isn't... Uh, Mikhail Bridges. He took a lot more threes wow. than Mikhail Bridges. I mean, that's, this is... It's kind of wild. I can't He'll, wait to see Bones tonight as well. Yeah, Bones. I love Bones. I know. I'm excited to see him. I mean, he took more three. I mean, Kevin Durant played in four more games than him. In four more games. And he took almost 100 more threes than Kevin Durant did. That is always something. I mean, I loved KD when he was in OKC. I still do in terms of basketball play. Everything else is just what it is. But I always felt the amount of threes that he used to take was so, so wrong. Yeah, you should have taken double the amount. <laughs> it was absolutely. It was. It was. It was really bad. It was. Really he should bad. take ten threes per game. He should definitely take ten threes per game. What's the most amount of threes you think that he has taken per game in his career? What's the What's the? Oh, I read that game? a couple of weeks ago because I was looking at that for some reason. I think that he crossed six once, but I don't think that he crossed seven. He's never crossed seven. He took 6.7 his last season in Oklahoma City. That's the most he's ever taken Yeah, per game. He took five per game his first year in Golden State. Five. Five. That's insane. You're 70. Well, in that setting, you may be saying, okay, there are many. But like that season in OKC, I remember thinking, hey, he's finally taking more, but it's still not enough. Like he... What's the most amount of field goals per game he's ever taken? Uh, I'm sure that he had, I would say, 22? 20 is the most. Oh. that The season before, in 13-14. Oh, D season, okay. 20.8. 20.8, okay. It was a bit too high. Most. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Though that's pretty that's pretty stupid. Uh, let's go back to some over unders. Um, you said over on three point percentage for Dort. I'll say over as well. Um, Usman Jang over under nine hundred minutes for Jang this season for the Thunder. Hmm. Uh, under. Okay. There are nine players that last season in a terrible season played more than 900 minutes. Uh, sorry, 11. Um, still don't think that he will get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Isaiah Roby played over 900 minutes in 45 games. Yeah. Teo, who, like, how many memories of Teo do you have from last season? I feel like I have none. Too many. I feel like I have, Too many. I feel like I don't have enough. How? Honestly. I mean, how? 
He was so terrible. I vividly remember that. Yeah, I erased it all from my memory. It's just gone. Maybe maybe nine hundred is just erased. Attainable. Yeah, just erased. I mean, Pete Crutchy played almost seven hundred in thirty games. Derek Favors played six hundred and fifty. I know. Mike Muscala played less than six hundred. I'm going over. I'm hammering the over as I long see. as he's healthy. Because at the end of the that season, doesn't count. No, 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 no. What do you mean it doesn't count? It counts. It counts for all these guys at the end of the season. What do you mean it doesn't count? You just chop those off. No, if he's healthy, it doesn't count in betting. So you either bet over or under. The injuries are part oh, of the. Yeah, I'm betting over. I'm just I'm counting on him being healthy. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the over. Okay. Uh, twice Scott if says he's, Andrew. If he's not, not healthy. You are still losing the bet. Yeah, I I I'll okay. take it. I'll take it. Okay. 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 That's fine. Twice Scott says, Andrew, do you not remember Teo getting on Shaq and a Fool last year? I do remember that. Yeah. Poor Teo. I feel bad for that guy. Super, super nice, super boring guy. But, you know, just. Do you think that he was getting the tour because he wanted to see the arena <laughs> one last time? He was sentimental <laughs> about it? Maybe. He was with the sweetest lady. That was walk. So each Thunder player has a somebody from the organization walking them around mm-hmm. from station to station. I don't. I don't even. I don't know who she was. Uh, I wish I would introduce myself to her. She's just like the sweetest person, walking him around, just explaining so kindly to him about every single thing. Um, it's just great. Uh, Hammershack has Poku been on Shaq? And yeah, go look it up. His rookie season, he was the number one guy in preseason. He got preseason Shaq and a fooled. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Teo and his 908 minutes, which would qualify for the over if, if that's what his fellow Frenchman Usman Jang would get. Uh, okay. Next one, J-Dub, who I went and rewatched like all these videos from the other day. He's just a delightful, delightful person. Over under two Rookie of the Month awards for the Western Conference for J-Dub. Hmm. So let's think about the rookies that would have a chance to win it. Jabari will win a ton. Jabari Jabari will win a lot, yeah. Has chances to win some. Keegan Murray. Keegs. No, I think that it's under. Keeks. I think the may if the over if the over under is one, mm-hmm. I would probably get one or higher. Yeah, but two is, seems a lot. It does. What if the season? No, what if the, the season starts and and Dort and Shea can't go? No, it doesn't really change. Jabari will win the first one because he will have a good start, a good enough start of the season. And Ke- I mean, Keeks and Jabari will be the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's like going to be... Giddy won everything yeah. last year. Yeah, Keegan Murray, Jabari, Dyson Daniels is not going to get enough minutes. Mm. Jeremy, Jeremy Sohan is not getting in. He will be so bad. He <laughs> I love him. I love that guy. He's not going to score enough to do it, though. No. Um, Tari is like another one that, like, Tari Eason's just going to get buckets. Yeah. Um, he will score. Yeah. And if they are even a little bit ahead of where they should be in, like, in people's mind, they they will win a lot. Yeah. They meaning Jabari and, and Tari Eason. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah, I, I think under is safe. I just, I think there's a chance that he he gets three of these. I think there's a shot that he does, but I wouldn't bet on it. I'll still go. I'll go, I'll I'll. I think he'll get one, but I was just yeah, seeing. I was too. just seeing if we could go go a little crazy, but we can't. This isn't this isn't bold predictions anymore. Um, over under thirty three percent from three for Aaron Wiggins. The same over under for Dort, but for Wiggins from three. The shot looked better. It was super flat last year. Mm-hmm. It looked better in summer league. Will that carry on to the regular season? Is his shot truly I, improved? I would. I mean, I'm a little bit of a Aaron Wiggins guy. Yeah. So I have to. I have to say, over, barely over. 
Wiggins was 30% from three yeah, last year on he was 42 of 138. Yeah, 2.5 attempts per game. Yeah. I think they will not shoot that many more trees. But again, to me, the corner trees factor will play a role for him. Yeah. And I'm not betting him shooting 36 or 37, but maybe somewhere between 32 and a half and 33 and a half is doable for me. And I'm, I just want to spin it a little bit positively for him. Yeah, I like Wiggins a lot. I'll say under. But, but you will go on. Like yeah. I'll, oh, you go over? Under. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll take the under. Even if he's at like 32, it's like, okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, over under 50 games played for Darius Baisley. On the thunder. On the thunder. On the thunder. So I've been kind of saying that I think that he is in line for a possible Hami-like trade this season, where they trade him for a player and a second rounder to somebody. Maybe even it is the Pistons. Seems like a seems like he feels like a piston in a lot of ways. So if I were to bet the under, mm-hmm. I would be in contrast with what I said before, mm-hmm. which is Usman Jang playing less and probably also a little bit on the, well, not on, on the J-Dub under. But to me, he's going to be traded if he if he's either not good enough or someone else behind him is awesome. And oh. that someone is not Pokushevsky. Is not Pokushevsky. Why can't it be no, Pokushevsky? No, if it's just Pokushevsky, I think that they will just play both guys. If it's Pokushevsky being okay mm-hmm. and Usman Jang being awesome, I think that basically is gone mm-hmm. because you can. That there's no way. So I'm I'm not sure. Um, probably me saying under is being a little bit inconsistent with what I said before. Um, yeah. So I will get the over, but I'm not really convinced. If you say over, you think he's on the Thunder past the trade deadline. Yeah. Do you think that they re-sign him? That's another question that I'm not ready to answer. Do I need to answer? <laughs> I think it's related because I don't Presti doesn't like these guys to become RFAs, you know. Yeah, but it's but it's also depending on their value. I mean, he didn't want that for Jeremy Grant, and yet he let him go to free agency and sign him later. Yeah. I just think that the perception of Baisley, um, of himself and his agency and team and the league in general is very different. And so to me, there's no point in making a move now for OKC, nor extending him. Like, I don't think that this is like him playing the entire year in OKC is not too related to what it is. Uh, the, the future plans. I mean, Steven Adams was a guy that had some buzz around. I remember discussing with a friend of mine in Italy who is really, really cup sensitive. Uh, so he he knows everything about the salary cap. And, and he said, well, that's not a bad deal. I mean, like a lot of teams would have, yeah, probably a little bit. I mean, you wanted a little bit more of discount, but come on, it's a great deal. Um, so y- you had a feeling that had Steven Adams tested the open market, a max offer could have been there. For Baisley, I'm not sure there is an offer for him out there that is yeah. interesting enough. Maybe the mini Emily or something like that. So why why sign him now? Yeah, I I will take the under. I think that there's mm-hmm. a I think there's a chance that he's gone and traded just to make oh, there is. some of these other guys. I mean sure. Also the the thing about Us is like they need to make minutes for him available to develop him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he they drafted him in the lottery. They traded three first rounders for him. Like you, you have that investment. Like you need. You want to play Poku at the three? Why don't you put Us at the three? He can play a lot there with Poku or Basley. Him and J Dub may split the minutes there, and just yeah. you play Kenrich less. That's the thing. I Which like. Some, I like Kenrich. I'd rather play Kenrich more and ship Baisley off. Are you trying to win, Andrew? I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Where win. is I your want, tanking I, spirit? I, I want to teach these guys how to play, and I want. Yeah, I think Kenrich they can, can do it off the bench. I think they can learn from Kenrich. 
I'm not sure they yeah. can learn from from base. Base has the things you can't teach. It looked like the athleticism that some of these guys have. Like he's way more athletic than Us. He's way more athletic than Poku. Uh, way more athletic than Jay Will. Like you can't mm-hmm. teach it. But I just I don't I don't know if he fits the shoot pass dribble, you know, decision making of the Thunder. You know, I said if you want to play for the Thunder, you got to make decision decisions, and can Basley do that? Like I don't know. Uh, okay, a guy that can make decisions. We got to fire through these because I have a couple of voicemails I wanted to get to as well. Um, Josh Giddy, over under. You can take the over under on these three stats: points, fifteen over. points per game. Sorry, eight rebounds, seven assists. So, what do you? What would you take on each one? You can under, adjust over, them. Under over. Damn, I want to take the over, but seven is is a very good line. Um. So under points, over rebounds, and I think I will get the under on the assists, but just slightly. Okay. Yeah, I I tend to agree that he'll be like slight slightly under on points. Um slightly I think under on rebounds too. I think he might be more like fourteen, seven, and eight. I would take the over on assists. He was almost eight last season. On rebounds? 7.8. I know. I might take the over on points as well. No, that's that's fine. Um, I stick with that. It'd be great. It means he's taking some kind of leap. If he if he's at like if he's like sixteen points, eight mm, and eight. That's that sounds too much. Sixteen, eight and eight. I mean that would be great. It would be great. You know, we talk about like Shea being like a borderline all-star. If he's 16, 8, and 8, like people will have to like say his name, at least a, yeah. as a part of all-star conversations. Yep. You know. Giddy, Giddy has somehow not been a huge topic of conversation among the fan base. Yeah, <laughs> which is very weird. I don't, I don't very- quite. And it's, I mean, part of it's like my fault too. Like I don't bring him up a ton. Uh, so much of it is just like, okay, let's wait and see what he looks like, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. he's going to get a chance to be uh, the man, especially now that Dort's out. No Shea, no Dort. He will play like in Summer League. He's going to yeah. just cook it. Yeah. I am excited to see him play tonight against a guy in Nikola Jokic that's, you know, going to be ball dominant too. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. 10, 12 minutes. Right. <laughs> Let's rapid fire through the rest of these. 15 points per game for Trey Mann. Over. 65 games played for Shea Gildish Alexander. Over. Over. 65, yes. Okay. What's, oh, what do you, so. how many do you think? 66. <laughs> 71, 72, something like that. Over under 41% from the field for Poku. He was 41% last season. I think he is better than that. Okay. Over under 33% from three for Poku. Oh, 30, you said 39? 33. 39, like a whole prediction. <laughs> um, I would still take the under there. Okay. I think his three, the, the number will start with three, but I'm not ready to, to, to bet on the second three. Okay. Uh, over under 1,200 minutes for Kenrich. 1200 that seems too much yeah, it feels like a lot if yeah. this were next season i would say maybe over just because i think kenrich is like such a yeah. winning guy that they're going to want to just throw him in the mix as much as possible this year it's more like yeah you can be a highly he, paid assistant that 20, plays so 20 per game he's a good player man he's a good player he just he didn't he's play he didn't player. have he didn't have he's the game he's a hell of a player he didn't have the the games played, but he had, yeah, like per minutes per game, he was up there. He played 1,072 minutes last season. Yeah, that's probably bet over, slightly over. Over 1,200, okay. Um, last one, over under 38% for Lindy Waters. This is basically, does Lindy get his contract converted? Because if he can like I max Struess's way into like forty, forty-two percent, then then he's 
he's going to get it converted. Give me the, the over under on 40 so that they can bet the under. <laughs> I know. I had it, actually had it set there. I was like, actually, that's a little too easy. Because he was 36 no, I mean, 39 is hard. 38 to me is over. 39 is, 39 is already hard. Yeah. I think it's over 38. Okay. You're a, you're a Lindy guy. Okay. I like that. No, I'm just, the shot looks better than 36.3 guy. Yeah, it does. Definitely does. Uh, okay. Last one before we go to maybe just one voicemail. Um, win total over under 23 and a half. Over. Over. What's your pick? Come on. I've been over. I know you've been over. All you've season. been over for months now. Like with, with Chet and Jay, I was around 32 and a half. Yeah, that's that is generous. Uh, I am at twenty seven and a half right now. Yeah. Okay, that's still pretty generous. I think twenty five and a half ish. That's about where I'm at. Okay. With them. So, but yeah, over still. Uh, okay, before we go, we're gonna do a quick voicemail for voicemail Mondays. Hi, it's Dave from Madison, Wisconsin. I know that uh, we can't get too carried away with preseason performances, but I'm wondering if there is something we should be looking for in preseason or things we should be looking to get excited about. Thanks a lot. I think that we should look for how the team plays together. Uh, in Summer League, we saw glimpses of that. Um, if you see something that is smooth, um, then you can be happy about it. If you see something, in, I mean, seeing rookies being not aware of what they are it's not terrible in preseason but it doesn't change quickly mm -hmm. so if you if you see okc playing with purpose and with a with rhythm from the beginning then i think that, that is a that is something to be happy about um because it will probably mean that whatever they are trying they're trying for a good chunk of the summer and they are succeeding in putting what they are what they train for on a basketball court against real NBA talent. Yeah. That is what I'm really uh, looking forward to see. Yeah. I would say that I'm looking for looking at the second year guys more under the yeah. microscope. I know it's more exciting to watch J-Dub. It's more exciting to watch Oos. It's more exciting to watch those guys. But these guys have had a, a full off season. They've had a full season. And like, how did you improve? What is different about you this year than last? Talking about Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Those four guys I'm watching closely. They're all healthy. They're all ready to play. Can can you four take the reins of this team over the course of the preseason and show that like, oh yeah, like Trey Mann is like a real, he's a real player. Or Josh Giddy has taken a step. Or Jeremiah's leadership is apparent or, you know, Wiggins can, is a guy that sh we need to find minutes for this guy. How are they going to find minutes for him whenever everybody's back? You know, those kind of questions. So those are the guys that I'm looking at uh, throughout the preseason. Uh, Cause I think that would matter. Uh, one more before we go. Hey, Andrew, quick question for voicemail Monday from a fellow Andrew. What are some bellwether stats that you're looking for this upcoming season? So I know in the past, Alex has focused a lot on Dort's finishing at the rim. You know, Poku's efficiency overall was something that we were very worried about. But what are some specific stats for guys this year that you think will have a very large indication of how their season is going? Thanks. I'll go Trey Mann and his, his two-point percentage. Um, yeah. I think that that is very important. I mean, I was looking uh, to, in basketball, on basketball reference, uh, the, the numbers uh, for Trey Mann last 25 games. He was like hitting 36, 37% of his threes, 15.2 um, points per game. But still, the overall field goals are like below 40. That is something that I want to see on the... I would say mid forties, yeah. At least that would be an incredible difference because Trey Mann will take a lot of trees. That that he will probably average seven seven point five trees per game, yeah. Um, something like that. He will make three. Um, the how he finishes at the rim changes everything for him. 
Because if he is a guy that is dangerous at the rim, he has a great first step and a good ball handling. If you are forced to give him a little bit more space, because otherwise you are cooked, like they're white in that famous quarter or mm -hmm. half against the Celtics, then it changes everything for Shay. Uh, for sorry, for for Trey. Yeah, Trey Man last season, forty-two percent from two. They had twenty-six guys play on the team last year. Rob Edwards apparently didn't take a two, so he doesn't count. So, twenty-five guys that qualified for this. Only one guy was worse from two than Trey Man, and Xavier Simpson was the only guy worse from two. He played four games. Everybody mm -hmm. else, Tao Maladone shot better from two than Trey yeah. did. It's bad, really bad. And then from zero to yeah. three feet, Trey Mann was 53%. The only guys worse than him were Tao Maladone at 51% and Ty Jerome at 47%. Yeah. You want that to be on the low 60, high 50. Yes. Lou Dort was 61%. He improved quite a bit from, yeah. from uh, year two to three. Trey, let's he's at fifty three percent. Let's let's that needs to be near sixty. It really does. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys that actually like Poku shot seventy percent zero to three feet. Yeah. Like that's that's big time. Shea, who takes a lot, sixty six percent. Thirteen percent. Shea's a great better. finisher. I mean he's great. But if he, if he if Trey wants to be great, he's gotta be low sixties. I think that's a great one. I think it's a great one to look at. Um that's all the time we got. That's all the time that I have for today. Looking forward to watching this team play tonight. Watching on the Thunder app at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. We will have, so if, if you don't, if you're unaware, Michaela and I also do a podcast on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team. There will be a podcast there for you tomorrow morning talking about this game against Denver. So uh, take a look at that. And we will have another podcast for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears uh, breaking down this game as if because it will be the only information we have. We also have the Scoot Henderson, Victor Wimben, Yama game that we'll be breaking down on Wednesday as well. So tune in for that show on Wednesday. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.